Dame Helen Mirren said, your 40s are good, your 50s are great, your 60s are fab, and 70 is effing awesome. Welcome, this is Leah Bales with the We Are More Than Our Age special series of the Soul Big Life Show. We Are More Than Our Age is dedicated to helping you make every age your best age. Today's conversation was originally aired on my We Are More radio show. Today, I'm delighted to bring back my dear friend and colleague, Vicki Hanna-Lynn. Hey, Vicki. Hi. Vicki is an award-winning educator, singer, songwriter, international speaker, and courage coach. She helps people step up, lean in, make no excuses, and stay in the game of becoming wild, free, and compassionate humans. Although she's been legally blind for years, Vicki travels around the world presenting her message through humorous, musical, interactive presentations. Today, Vicki and I are exploring this subject, we are more than our age. In the years since I turned 50, I've become really excited about the possibilities that open up to us in the second half of life. So I'm starting this series, we are more than our age, and talking to vibrant, creative people in the second half of life to get their perspectives. Welcome, Vicki. I'm so glad you're here. Me too. Sitting by the fire, listening to the rain. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So first of all, what comes up for you at that phrase, we are more than our age? Well, I'm thinking back to when I was growing up and really the only uh, older woman model that I had was my grandmother. And she was a wonderful person. And... <laughs> She seemed old forever, and I didn't have models of older women who were readers and learners and adventurers and poets, and so I really thought that age was kind of a ceiling, I think, and that once you hit it, it knocked you into some sort of, I don't know, half-life. And now we are more than our age. I just got back from a conference in Georgia where there was a representative from <coughs> every decade, from the 20s through the 90s, a 94-year-old woman. And age was just irrelevant. And it was wonderful. It was really, really wonderful that we were just present to each other as human beings coming with our experience and our heart and our ideas and our hopes and dreams and age was just i don't know it was an interesting sideline but it was not the main thing mm -hmm. so that idea that age was a ceiling so when you when you think of that age being a ceiling how does it affect you and, and what you could think of doing well i don't think that way anymore right I mean, the the but every time I meet, there, there was a woman in Georgia named Ann Stadler, 80, 87 years old. She's still working all over the world. She's still doing her work. She does open, open space discussion forums in communities. And she, you know, to see her be so alive and see her continuing to take risks and to sing in public for the first time. And whenever I see that, I think, yep, yep, yep. Who knows what's going to happen next? Mm -hmm. yeah. I can't wait to find out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you talked about growing up, you didn't have models of that. No. And now you've got lots. And I'm guessing that you're putting yourself in a situation where you 
are, are finding those models where those models show up because of what you're doing. Yeah. 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 And it's just, I don't know, it just increases possibility. And I think anything that increases possibility for people is wonderful because then we have space to grow into what we don't even know that we are yet. And that's fun. Are there any things for you that actually have become better in the second half of life? You know, I was telling somebody recently, I feel smarter than I've ever been. I have this huge knowledge base because you know I've been around for a while and I have this huge experience base. I feel more creative. So, you know, I just wiser. Let's throw in wiser. Yeah, I, I feel better than I've ever felt. I would really like to go back, knowing what I know now, go back to about 35 and do it all again, except I don't know that anybody would be able to stand me. <laughs> Well, what would be hard to stand if you went back to that time? Well, just the exuberance, the, the, it, I just have, I used to have an anxiety disorder and I don't anymore. And so I'm, I'm, I'm free of that. I just wouldn't fit into my age group the way I am right now, but yeah, no, I, it, it's fun. I love this perspective on life. I love having this. I feel like I've earned it. I saw it in some movie where a woman said, I've earned every wrinkle on my face. It's like, yeah, <laughs> me too. Yeah. And you know, it's almost like the wrinkles and those signs of aging become irrelevant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm legally blind, so I have to work kind of hard to see those things. So if I don't want to see them, they're not there. <laughs> That's nice. I love that you said, I feel like I'm getting smarter. Because yep. one of the things that drives me crazy is that people will so often say, oh, senior moment, senior yeah. moment, you know? And I think we don't talk enough about how the ways in which our brains get better. And you mentioned creativity. You know, we talk about wisdom. Mm -hmm. and, and yes, there's wisdom. But I think sometimes we're like, yes, well, I'm in my wise years. <laughs> <laughs> With the way you just said that, it's like, that doesn't sound like any fun at all. Forget it. It doesn't to me either. Yeah. And I know I'm not putting down wisdom. I know. I have accumulated wisdom. But it's not just wisdom. You know, it's more creative, more empathetic, you know, more like more able to think of things in very different ways. And you mentioned you used to have anxiety and now you have exuberance. Yep. Yep. Ooh, that's a nice step from anxiety to exuberance. Mm -hmm. I like it. I like yeah. it. And it doesn't just happen by itself, but you've been working, you've been letting it happen. You've been giving, letting yourself become more free. Yes. Yes. And I want to go back to senior moment because that is one of those phrases. If I could eradicate a phrase, that would be it. Because the story we tell ourselves is all powerful. And I mean, there's a book called Mindfulness by uh, Ellen Langer. And it's a fabulous book to read. And the, the point is, if you tell yourself a story that you're exercising when you're cleaning house, you will lose weight, you will, your cholesterol will go down without changing any behavior. So the senior moment thing, you're, you're telling yourself, oh no, I'm getting old and my brain, oh my brain, I miss my brain, it's, I, I just hate it. So mm -hmm. everybody has that experience of you get up and you go into another room to do something, you get to the room and you forget, to, you forget what you were doing. I've been doing that for 40 years. Me you too. Know, this, is, this is not new. Mm -hmm. So what I do instead of going, oh, senior, beating myself with senior moment, I just stop and breathe and I remember. 
-hmm. And then I think, oh, look at you, you clever person, which is a much better story than senior moment. Yeah. I think we need to remember that nothing is inevitable about getting right. older. Right. And any of the negative things we say, oh, I know I'm just going to get more achy. I'm going to get more out of shape. I'm going to yeah. lose my memory. Every time we say those things or every time someone else says it to us and we don't do something to filter it, right. it begins to affect us because we absolutely know our physiology, our psychology, the way our brain is connected to our body is affected by our thoughts and yep. our stories. So, so important. Did you see Eva Marie Saint at the, at the Academy Awards? I didn't. I should go back and watch that. 94 years old, standing tall and beautiful with her shoulders, bare shoulders, and mm. just articulate, wonderful voice. And I thought, okay, that's my 94. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'll go for that one. Absolutely. Because what we're often doing is, oh, that's my 94. And we right. see somebody who's not where we want to be. Yeah. And, you know, we certainly, it's not judging that as being a bad thing. People have a variety of ways that they live, but it's like, we get to choose so much more yeah. than we realize we do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I remember uh, when I, you mentioned when you turned 50, and that was, that was the time for me too. So I've celebrated uh, 20, 20th birthday, 30th birthday, 40th birthday. And so when 50 was rolling around, I was getting ready to throw myself yet another party. And I thought, okay, 50, AARP territory. And I decided I wanted to, def to define aging for myself. I did not want the culture to define aging for me. So I wrote the first song I ever uh, wrote that deliberately to be funny. And that scared, that really scared me because I am a funny person, but I'd never deliberately done something to be funny. And, and, and you were there and it was the song I, I changed the words to, I feel pretty to, I feel 50, oh so 50, it's quite nifty how 50 I feel. I'm turning 50 and I can't believe it's a real. And it was just so much fun. And then I also decided that even though my whole life I had told myself the story that my voice wasn't good enough to invest any time in it, what I decided then was I didn't care. I had never given my singing voice a try, a shot. And so I decided I was going to explore that. So I tried out for a play, Six Women with Brain Death or Expiring Minds Want to Know. Six-part harmony. I couldn't see or read the music. I was terrified the whole time. And I just thought, well, if I'm really, really horrible, it's the, it's the director's job to stop me. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to give 100%. So I did that for three other women joined me and we became the free range chicks, C-H-I-X, and we were a singing group. And I was just at a, a conference called Thriving Communities up on Whidbey Island. Fabulous conference. And I sang, I sang for the group and for the public that came. Not because I think, boy, Vicki, have you got a voice. And aren't people going to be lucky when they hear you? Not about that at all. It's about me communicating some something that's important to me in a way that's fun for me and sacred actually and many people came up and said oh you have such a beautiful voice <laughs> and I thought okay all right yes thank you but yeah so 
taking that, making that decision to define aging for myself was a huge, huge step. Well, you know, there's so many pieces of what you've just said that are important that define aging for ourselves. And, and earlier you mentioned, let aging be irrelevant. So yeah. really what you're doing in this part is defining your life for yourself. What is it I really want with this time I've got left? Yeah. Because we don't know. It could be a day. It could be another 50 years. Yeah. And what, what do I want to do and create in that time? And I love the piece you said that you're, you're caring less about whether you're perfect, about what people think of it, about whether you're going to make a mistake. What, what happens for you when you've been able to start caring less about those things? Well, I was just talking recently. I mean, the reason, the reason I am able to create on the spot, I can write a song about anything for anyone at, every, at any time because it doesn't have to be good, but it just might be brilliant. And, you know, I, I, I write songs for store clerks, grocery store clerks, you know, who are having a bad day. And I say, I write songs. Would you like me to write a song for you? And yeah, yes, I would. This was in Georgia. And I said, well, give me some content. And she said, well, my, I have two grandchildren. Forgive me, please, for the horrible Southern accent, but it's so much fun. I have two grandchildren with asthma, and I just worry about them. And then I just had a new grandbaby who's, who's not well, and I'm just worried about all this. So I sang a song of grandma love, grandmother love, pouring over the, her children and her grandchildren and calling them, calling for the healing in them. And we were both crying when it was over. And she said, well, thank you for reminding me that the, that the Lord is moving through me at every minute. I had forgotten that. So thank you very much. So, mm. you know, that if I were worried, what I had to get rid of was fear of embarrassment. And I decided based on a story, well, no, I was at the memorial service for a young woman that we both knew. I didn't know mm. her well. Yes. But she said, I don't regret anything I've done, but I do regret the things I didn't do because I was worried about embarrassment. She said, what's embarrassment? It's just a feeling. It will pass. So I have shared that with almost every group I've talked to ever since. And, it, and it's the truth. You know, if I'm not, I do get embarrassed. I'm legally blind. I talk to chairs thinking someone's there and someone's not there. I have whole conversations with a chair. <laughs> And then, and then somebody will say, there's nobody in the chair. She went to the bathroom and it's like, oh, so, you know, and I run into walls and I get lost. You know, if I let embarrassment rule my life, I wouldn't do anything. Mm -hmm. So now I just, I feel it. Everybody, I can't, you know, I feel it, but I just let it run through me. And what, what's happened is sometimes it's, it's mostly just a little tickle now instead of this huge, big 90 seconds of you know, hot skin and, oh no, everybody's looking at me. It just doesn't, I, I am free because embarrassment is not something I'm afraid of. And you're using it as grist for the mill and you use it for humor. I think you and I both learned to do that. Like, oh my gosh, that was so embarrassing. And wasn't it funny? I was kind of like, sometimes I feel like I'm in an I Love Lucy movie, you know? <laughs> But it's like and once you shift it that way, yeah. then it's, it's like, okay, and I'm learning and I'm growing. And, and it, when you tell those stories, it opens people up to you. It opens yeah. you up to people. Yeah. yeah. And the sooner it gets from, you know, from fr frustration, uh, embarrassment to funny, you know, and the more we practice something, the better we get at it. So it, it's just, yeah, it, 
there's a lot of funny going on in the world. If we don't take our, you know, the reason angels are able to fly is because they take themselves so lightly. I'm sure you've heard that before, mm -hmm. but it's really true. <clears throat> you said you can sing these songs on the moment because you've realized in your mind they don't have to be good and they might be brilliant. Yeah. So I love that. It's like letting go of, oh my gosh, if I'm going to do this, it has to be good. When I think of that, it makes me like kind of tense up in my body and my breath and my brain doesn't work well. No. But if you let go of that and like you open, like you had that amazing moment with that woman in Georgia at the checkout yeah. counter, yeah. you know, it opens you to be brilliant. Yeah. The possibility of being brilliant. And it's so delicious to be in the moment and in the moment with another human being. Because we don't, <clears throat> we don't do it much. And one of the, I just, I'm connected to a group now, uh, StoryBridge, and that's a whole story, but there's a book called StoryBridge you can look up, and there's a line in it that says, cast everyone who shows up. And I thought, I love that. I love that. So everybody in my life who shows up is automatically, automatically cast in my play. You matter. I see you. And it's just fun. And that in itself takes the focus away from being embarrassed or self-conscious. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Because what, <clears throat> you know, being there for that woman, I mean, what a lovely woman. And we were in this huge uh, grocery store early in the morning. There was nobody there. So there wasn't anybody waiting in line while I'm singing this song to this person. So that was part of it. But what an adventure life is if we're not waiting for I don't know whatever that fabulous thing that's going to happen that's going to make it all fabulous and instead we are living inside a moment that's already fabulous and our job is just to find it how is this person in front of me fabulous let me find out Oh, what a great question. <laughs> what a great question. And when in that moment you had with her, there was a piece of that that I think is an important part of the second half of life. You mentioned that grandmother love. Yeah. And whether or not we become mothers or grandmothers, I think that is one of our capacities that expands is that great mother love, that great grandmother love that can extend beyond our own children and families. And, and to the world, which is in itself a transformational power. Yeah, yeah, it is a superpower. Mm -hmm. And boy, we need that nourishment. We need that, I see you, mm. I love you, and I can't wait to see how fabulous you are. Mm. I mean, boy, do you hang around that very much, and it's going to be pretty exciting what, what comes out of people. And I think that's what you're saying to yourself in yeah. your second half of life. I love you. I see you. I can't wait to see how much more <laughs> you. Right? It's true. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> and because you've got that openness for this adventure of you becoming more who you are, then you, you're there to meet other people in that too. Well, this group that I was in last weekend up in Whidbey Island, <clears throat> I was told one of the you know, if I had a secret note to give to somebody that I wish you would say this to me, I was told a couple of times, <laughs> it's hard to even say this, my being in the room made everybody braver. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, yeah, mm -hmm. that sounds good to me. And it's not by my doing anything. To, it, it, it's just this continued adventure to lean in 
and see what happens and not have to have it all nailed down and safe and there there is no safety <laughs> you know uh, it's snowing at your house in spring it's like come on <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for those listening, I live about mm, 10 miles away from each other. It's not snowing at her house, but it's snowing like crazy at my house. So yeah. kind of a funny yeah. thing this morning. So you mentioned that you would like to be able to just have people stop saying senior yeah. moments in yeah. a negative way. You know? yeah. Are there any other common beliefs about aging you'd like to just demolish or vaporize? Well, I liked what you were talking about, the inevitability. There, there's no inevitability about anything. And that, well, I do, I, I dance Nia. I do that a couple times a week. And that's a dance exercise that's a combination of dance and healing arts and martial arts. And when I'm in the music and I'm dancing to that music, I pull myself up tall and I feel young and beautiful. And while I'm doing that, I'm also increasing my balance and my mobility and my flexibility. And I, it doesn't, I don't, yeah, I think that there's no inevitability of anything. And, you know, I'm legally blind and my, my daughter sent me a link. They just cured someone of a disease that's similar to mine, age-related macular degeneration, using stem cells. This woman was able to read. So they're thinking within five years, I'll bet you it's sooner than that, they'll be able to cure blindness. It's like, sign me up. Yeah. We should yeah. start saving up for a car for me. Because when, when I get my vision back, I'm going to be the driver. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere. I'm the driver. Yeah. But, but yeah. And, you know, if when you had first started becoming blind, and I don't, how old were you when that started happening? 37. If you had started having the idea that because of that, your life had to start diminishing, yeah. you would not at this point in your life be as able to even accept the wonderful benefits of the surgery yeah. in the same way. That because your life has continued to grow, you haven't thought, oh, well, I'm losing my eyesight. It's inevitable. My life's going to get smaller and smaller and smaller. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you didn't accept that as an inevitability, which some people with that diagnosis would. Well, when I, when, I, when I lost my vision, central vision, I was told by one of the doctors, there are people with vision just like yours who do not leave the house even to get the mail. So, you know, you have to decide, is your world going to get smaller? If you practice letting your world get smaller, it will. Yeah. Or is your world going to get bigger? And so, you know, I've been practicing getting a little braver every day for a long time. And I do fly all over the world with my cane and uh, people are enormously helpful and friendly. And someone asked me, well, when did you, cause I have, oh, I have, I have songs and books all over the world, Leah, not a lot of them, but some Yay. all over the world. And someone said, when did you start doing this? And it was after I lost my vision. Mm. That's when, you know, and I, I don't think it's because I lost my vision for sure, but it certainly losing my my vision didn't didn't put a, a glass jar over my life and the possibility for my life and neither does getting to a certain age need to right. <laughs> right. in that same way you know that you said if you practice having your life get smaller if you envision that your life's going to get smaller in the second half of life it's right. almost certain to 
Right. But if you are just in that place where you're like, yeah, I'm feeling afraid. Yeah, this is new stuff. Yeah, I'm embarrassed. And you're going for it and you're letting your life expand like Vicky's talking about, then who knows what the possibilities can be. Yeah. And I, and I am finding out that I, I would rather hang out with people who are growing and I don't care what age they are. Mm-hmm. But but people who are still interested in e- exploration and curiosity and, and what's next? What's next? And I think that's one of the number one pieces in aging well is having that sense of, oh, yeah, I'm here. I'm growing. How can I keep doing that? And what's next? Mm-hmm. Fabulous. I love that. Mm-hmm. Let's take a minute for you to tell people how they can get in touch with you. I have a website. Uh, it's called Radical Kindness Warrior. And so it's Vicki, V-I-C-K-I, at RadicalKindnessWarrior.com. So that's one way to get a hold of me. Yeah, Vicki, V-I-C-K-I, Radical Kindness Warrior, at RadicalKindnessWarrior.com. Great. And she offers several free gifts there. Go check that out. Mm-hmm. Take, let's just take a moment, and I'd love for you to notice if you've got any final words for us. Oh, I do. <laughs> Okay. This, this actually, I had thought about talking about this, but this just came up in, in, in Whidbey Island. So we were talking about Seattle Center, Central District, which is uh, mostly black people. And, there, you know, there was a red line drawn about that and around that. And people were, you know, they couldn't live other places. And so one woman in, in the play that we acted out, she said to a white person, use your white privilege. So I heard that and I thought, huh, I wonder how, okay, what does that mean? What does that mean to me? And then we watched a movie where a black woman was talking about every time her son leaves, she worries that he won't come back and I, because he's a young black man. And I thought, I have a son. I never worried about that. And it made me cry. And so those two things <laughs> work together to come up with this idea that I'm pursuing. I've checked it out with some people in the Seattle Central District. But anyway, the idea right now I'm calling it blind white granny escort service. So, so I know, isn't it great? <laughs> it's great. So and now my, my daughter said, oh now when people ask me what does my mother do, I can say she runs an escort service. I said sure. So my <laughs> idea is to go and, and live for a week in the central district in Seattle and find people with a sense of humor who are willing to let me ride along with them. And then I wanted, I wanna make a, a documentary of this or a film about this, interviewing the people, because I do. I mean, you know, so if we get pulled over, I scoot over and I put my arm around the young man and I say, hello, officer, this is my grandson. <laughs> you know, and I, and I walk down the, I walk with my cane and my blue and green hair, and I walk down the sidewalk. I, it just, I don't know, I think it's hysterical. And when we ask that question, what's next? What can I do? What can I use my life for? Who knows what's going to come up? Exactly. What is it, the, the blind white granny escort service? Yes. <laughs> Can't wait to see that documentary. I know. I'm just really. And, and I found out at this, at this thriving community workshop, because I was asked to inter- interview some people, somebody else was running the camera. Oh my God. I mean, it's what you're doing and you're really good at it too. BTW. I love interviewing people. I'm completely interested. I'm a good listener. I'm a therapist. I mean, I've been doing this for a long time and oh boy, would I love it. Anybody know how to write a grant? I am not a grant person, but I know there's money out there. 
because wouldn't this be a fun series of videos? You know, the so blind gonna... white granny escort service <laughs> goes it. to Georgia. I'm waiting you know? to see it on Netflix. I know, right. it'd be just hysterical. <laughs> so if you, listener, have any connection to that, please let us know. Oh my we gosh. Going to have to have Vicki on again very soon. There's so much more to talk about. Thank you so much, Vicki. Oh, thank you, Leah. And, and I just want to let people know, if you've never been a solopreneur, if you have no idea how much work it takes to put together what Leah has put together and is putting together. And I just, I really appreciate you doing that, this work in the world that you're doing. Mm, thank you. Remember, nothing is inevitable and keep asking, what's next? <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us for the Soul Big Life Show. If you liked this episode, please take a minute to give it a great review wherever you get your podcasts. And for more resources, inspiration, and fun gifts to help you create a life that delights your soul, go to soulbiglife.com. That's www.soulbiglife.com. See you next time.